Hi, everyone, and welcome to Murder and Merlot. We are a true crime book club podcast. I'm your host, Tara. And I'm your host, Michelle. How's it going, Michelle? Well, it's going pretty good. I had a crazy, hectic week, but it was awesome. I took my kids to Calgary for a couple days and went to the mm-hmm. zoo and, you know, nice. saw cougars mating, which was, you know, always, always a good time. Fun. Yes, for sure. <laughs> always. <laughs> that is a highlight. Here, kids, let's have a little education, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I guess it happens on the farm too. So they're bound to figure it out sooner rather than later. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. Yeah. Sex Excellent. education, animal style. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is off to a great start already. <laughs> Fantastic, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And I just got back from BC. It's a 14 hour drive one way and I'm very tired. And then I had two weddings yesterday and a birthday party today. And it's kind of been all over the province. So I'm sorry. I'm so sleepy. <laughs> That's all right. And it's like, bam, COVID's over. All the things. We're doing yeah. the things. Right. Yes. <laughs> all the things. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's great. It was, everything has been going really well. <laughs> it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Backed into a very short amount of time. So, yeah. yeah. And today Thoughts. we are wrapping up our Diane Down series. So that is excellent. <laughs> excited for this yes so we're doing our our book club episode which is good because it's less about you know telling the actual story of horrible child murders and talking more about the writing of the book and kind of the content in that way yeah yeah so that'll be good i'm really excited to talk about this part because the book is really good Mm -hmm. so i have many good things to say yes that's excellent um did you get any feedback from our case episodes or anything like that um, just that people are behind on that I know that are behind. So <laughs> I haven't heard, heard anything, any, any direct feedback yet. So yeah, but from what I've summer, it you know. is yeah. From what I've heard, most people are still on on the Manson series, which is fair because it was a long series. So yes, but that's all right. That's all good. Um, yeah, the only comment that I saw from our case episodes were, "Don't you guys have air conditioning?" <laughs> Because we complained about the heat so much. It's <laughs> like, unfortunately, air conditioners and podcast audio equipment probably don't work well together. I can't imagine they, anybody wants to hear that. They do not. Fan blaring into our microphones. So we're suffering for you. So yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> yes. And yeah, we don't have central air conditioning, obviously. No. It's much quieter. Right. But that is a luxury yeah, no. we do not have. <laughs> But hey, we live in Canada, so it's only really a problem a couple weeks out of the year, honestly. Exactly. Yes. So it's fine. It's all good. But yeah, that's pretty much all yeah. I had for for updates, I think. Cool. All right, friends. Grab your glass and get cozy. Let's book club it up. Tink. Tink. All right. Let's do this thing. Let's get it. So everybody knows it was Small Sacrifices was the book and it was written by Anne Rule, but we'll just go through the synopsis of the book in case you're new here um, and talk about the author a bit. Um, so synopsis, somebody just shot my kids. Diane Downs brought her car to a halt in front of the Springfield, Oregon hospital her three gravely wounded children beside her. Thus began the tale of a truly unthinkable crime that shattered the tranquility of a tight-knit community. As police searched for the shaggy-haired stranger, Diane accused of shooting eight-year-old Christy, seven-year-old Cheryl, and three-year-old Danny. The suspicion grew that was even more horrifying than the crime itself. Did Diane shoot her own children? Haunted by this question, a dedicated district attorney searched for the answer and uncovered a chronology of incest, psychological wounding, Desperate Affairs, and Surrogate Motherhood. Anruel's gripping, powerful, and ultimately terrifying true story of passion and murder will hold you in thrall as it plums the unimagined depths of darkness concealed within a human being. Awesome. And about the author, Anruel wrote 35 New York Times bestsellers. Her first bestseller, The Stranger Beside Me, was about her personal relationship with infamous serial killer Ted Bundy. A former Seattle police officer, she used her firsthand experience in all of her books. For more than three decades, she was a powerful advocate for victims of violent crime. 
She lived near Seattle and passed away in 2015. So Tara, what was your first impression of the book? A very small book and very small writing. <laughs> I feel like a little yeah. bit taller, skinnier book probably would have been more comfortable for reading, but obviously it's, it's not a huge deal. I was just shocked though at the actual physical size. The cover is all right. I wouldn't say that it's one of my favorites or it would catch my eye um, other than the big Anne rule that takes up half the front, like no hate on Anne. We love Anne. It just seems like not a lot of effort went into the design of it all. They just knew that people would see her name and be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll read that. Totally. <laughs> Who's not going to pick that up if you're in the true crime community? Exactly. Obviously it worked because we're here. We read it. Um, the picture choice for the front cover is interesting. It's like a very cropped family photo and you can't see anybody's full face, just like mouths and eyes. Um, so just by looking at the cover, you wouldn't know that the book was about Diane Downs. So it's, it's an interesting choice. I do like the title, Small Sacrifices, though, because to Diane, the horrible mother that she was, losing her kids was just a small sacrifice for getting what she wanted. So I think it's very suiting. Again, it just would have been nice to add like the true story of Diane Downs or something like that. So you knew what the topic was right away. Yeah, I would agree. Um, my first impression was kind of the same. I thought it was really odd that they cut all the faces off of the yeah, picture. Okay. Like, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Cause I was yeah, just like, like, eh, yeah, it's bothered me the whole time. I'm like, okay, cut off Diane's face. Sure. Cause nobody really wants to look at her, but don't cut off their little sweet baby faces. Absolutely. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I thought the book was a good size, but like, I don't mind a small book because mm -hmm. I read in bed and I don't fall on my face as much. Right. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> but like you said, the print is pretty small. It's basically 500 pages in small print of yeah. Diane Downs. So, right. <laughs> you know, but I was actually surprised that there was 500 pages mm -hmm. of yeah. information on Diane Downs. Right. So I didn't really realize that that much information existed about her before. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah, other than that, like classic true crime cover, red, white, right. black, right? Exactly. And which I don't hate. Yeah, and like, I, I like the true crime too, vibe of everything, no. you know, but it's just very typical. Yeah. And I did like how the, the book felt so like the cover of the book is it's a nice feel to it, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what I thought. Yes, very good. Um, before moving on, I'm just going to say that today, actually, I realized that the audiobook and my physical book copy, not the same. Not the same, which I don't know how is possible. Like, it's the same book written by Anne Rule. The audiobook was read by Anne Rule. But for some reason, it was a very condensed version of the book. And so like I would read parts of that's the, so weird. It's it's never happened to me before. I didn't think to check to make sure everything lined up because you would think they would be the same. Uh, but yeah, I would read a little bit of the book. But for the most part, I was so busy that I pretty much only listened to the audiobook. So I have like all my answers prepared in relation to the audiobook. And then I found out after I was done prepping this whole book club thing, uh, I realized that they're actually different. So if my answers don't really make sense compared to Michelle's answers, it's because she's going off the physical book and I'm going off the audio book. And apparently there were differences, which is really disappointing. I'm sure the differences aren't that huge that it's not going to make sense. So I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. But that's super frustrating. I mean, I think there are parts of my answers that it'll be more clear when I like am explaining things, yeah. what I mean by that, but I'll, I'll kind of clarify as I go. But yeah, I just wanted to put that out there that basically the information that I went through didn't really have all of the details, I think. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Um, have you read other books by this author? Yes. Mm -hmm. The Stranger Beside Me was our first book that we read together for our unofficial book club. Yes, it was. And then so uh, I have a very special place in my heart for Stranger Beside Me. Yes. And Green River Running Red was our very first uh, Murder and Merlot book that we chose. So yeah, it was. We are fans of the author, you could say. <laughs> Definite fans. Yeah. She's kind of a badass. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, so who chose this book and why? Michelle did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. 
Why did you choose the book? I guess. Uh, um, it kept coming up on my Amazon recommended list mm. and I couldn't ignore it anymore. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Bring it, Amazon. I'll <laughs> trust you. Um, it's a terrible story. I knew about Diane Downs before, but I knew Anne Roll would do a really good job. So, Right. Which kind of brings us to the next question, which is what did you already know about the subject before reading the book? Yeah. Um, I knew a fair bit just from listening to other podcasts cover it. Um, I knew the Duran Duran connection and that she shot her kids and that she was a chatty narcissist and shaggy haired stranger, all of those things. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know all of the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? Basically the same. I knew Diane Downs was a twat waffle and she shot her kids, but tried to say somebody <laughs> else did it. And she loved all the attention she received surrounding the case. So basically I was pretty well aware about, you know, how terrible of a human being she was. Just the details, again, they were just a bit foggy. Mm-hmm. Totally. Is this book overrated or underrated, do you think? I would say that it's underrated because I didn't really hear much about it until Michelle picked it out. And I haven't really seen a lot about the book on social media and that kind of stuff. Maybe it's more popular than I realize, but yeah, I just never really saw a lot about it before. So I would say that it's underrated. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's not listed as a top true crime novel, mm -hmm. um, but man, like so many things happen in the story and it's so well-written. I definitely think it should be on more people's radar. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, what did you like best about this book? Um, I loved Anne details of the trial because she was mm. there. Yes. Um, she was observing, taking notes. She was there through it all. Um, I also really appreciated how well she wound together Diane's backstory with the story of the work that the investigators did to make the whole case flow together smoothly. Yes. I love the fact that she was at the trial. And it's quite funny because in the Oprah interview with Anne Rule and Diane Downs there. It was kind <laughs> of my favorite parts. <laughs> there was some back and forth about like, you know, how would you know that? And all of that kind of stuff coming from Diane to Anne Rule. And Anne Rule's like, I was there. I was sitting in that trial. I heard those words come out of your mouth. And Diane would be like, you didn't even have the transcript. She's like, but I was sitting there. <laughs> like, I was present. What more do you want from I, me? I'd be there. Yeah. I witnessed it with my own eyeballs and my ear holes. I loved it. Yes. I love it too. Um, what did you like least about this book? Um, so it's a bit complicated. So I'll say what my answer is and then I'll kind of expand on it because of what I figured out today. So I said that mm -hmm. I just felt like there was an element missing that I couldn't put my finger on. And I, because I didn't quite get sucked into the story like I usually do. Like I like how the story was laid mm -hmm. out and I didn't really think any details were missing, but I was just left not gripped like I usually am with true crime books. And so maybe I was hoping for more of a twist or some type of shock value. But now that mm -hmm. I know that my book was not the same hmm, and did not have all the details, I think that is why. Because from what I read today, just in my book, I'm like, oh, there is so much more that was left out that I did not get to read or experience. So I think if I, you know, read the entire book, like one generally does, I think I would have had a different opinion. <laughs> I think that's such crap that they shortened the audiobook. I know. That's so weird. And I'm sorry, a lot of people are probably going to be angry, like, how do you call yourself a book club and a true crime reader if you didn't read the book? I'm I I'm busy. Uh -uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try. I you work full time. <laughs> you, yeah, no, yes, don't make I've excuses been... for it. It's all good. <laughs> yes. I, if I can read it all, I will, but there's sometimes when life is just too crazy. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. So and you can get through more in an audiobook over your lunch hour than you can in oh, like, yeah. reading a regular book being interrupted. Yeah. hundred percent. But anyways, what did you like least about this book? Diane Downs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's a given. <laughs> I walked right into that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my only answer. That's, yeah, she's yep. terrible. Yeah. But <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The book itself. Awesome. Great. Yes. <laughs> um, that's awesome. fantastic. Oh, I'm excited for the next one. Share a favorite quote from the book and explain uh, why you chose yeah. it. Well, they're pretty obvious to why I chose them, but yeah, I'll explain mm -hmm. them a bit. 
And of course there's more than one because well, yeah. I can't just pick one. Naturally. So <laughs> quote, Dan could not wait for the detectives and the prosecutor's office to make the moves. If she didn't hear from them, she contacted them with new clues about the stranger with the gun, with new memories that constantly superseded the old. Diane knew she was smarter than the cops. So she saw no danger in talking with them. End quote. <laughs> yep. And Every I love that because she's like so freaking cocky, but meanwhile, they're like, honey, we're on to you. Yeah. She's just digging her own grave, just like giving them so much information to work with to put her behind bars. Right? Mm -hmm. The case would have been seriously so different had she kept her mouth shut. Absolutely. Yeah. It would have been but she couldn't. different. No, nope. Um, and next one quote. <laughs> Again, Diane was talking too much to too many people. She had accused police of putting her under a microscope of tunnel vision, and yet it was Diane who kept pulling attention back to herself. Diane Downs was figuratively jumping up and down, waving her arms and crying, here I am, look at me, look at me, end quote. Mm -hmm. And that's exact same as the first one. She's so literally like, just look at me over yeah. here this kid right oh yeah and then later she goes on to say like yeah. oh i said all those things because they were drugging me and they were forcing me to say these things like no oh. no you were anytime there was camera anytime there was anybody that would listen you were like hey come over here i got shit to say like it was all her <laughs> i want to talk to you yeah mm -hmm. no yeah um and my last one i love i love this quote mm -hmm. Quote, crazy gets better. Consciences don't grow back. And narcissists and histrionics never learn to give up center stage or their beloved mirrors, end quote. Oh, that's a really good and one. And I, I love that because crazy does get better. I personally went crazy. I've been medicated. It's, yeah, mental health is, is a problem, but it's treatable. Mm -hmm. But you don't ever grow back a conscience, Right. And Very true. if you're a narcissist, you're always going to be a narcissist. You don't so. have a conscience. So yeah, exactly. That's, that's a great quote. I really like that. Mm -hmm. Good choices. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? All right. Uh, well, again, this is where I figured out that my book is different. So I had a bunch of different quotes actually picked out, but then when I went to find them in the book, there was like a page or two pages of like words in between what I thought my actual quote was. So yeah. Some of the quotes that I wanted to include, I did not because it would have been like two pages of writing all of a sudden. So, <laughs> but uh, I picked out some good ones anyways. Uh, so my first quote is relating to when Cheryl Downs was a baby. Quote, through it all, Cheryl screeched. She would not be comforted, stiffened with rage, anxiety, or some innate knowledge that the world would not be a happy place for her. The baby conceived to fill in the chinks of Diane's wall of love was instead a fussy, screaming creature who wasn't even cute, end quote. Oh, that part just broke my heart. Yes, absolutely. And I like this quote for two reasons. For one, it was kind of foreshadowing the unhappy life and the cruel death of poor Cheryl. Um, poor Cheryl Downs. It's, like she said, an innate knowledge that something bad was going to happen. Like, that's just, oh, I don't know. That just gets me. You know. And the other reason I like it is that it shows Diane views her children as objects that were brought into this world simply for her own gratification. And she did not care about any other aspect of mothering or the children themselves. Um, Cheryl didn't fit the fantasy of what Diane wanted her to be like. So later she would discard her like the object she thought she was. Yeah. And for her to be like, it wasn't even cute, right? Yeah, like that right. drives me crazy. Oh, and like I said before, I've, I've had the colicky baby that screamed mm -hmm. for friggin' nine months of it. And it was hard and it was horrible, but yeah. I love that kid. Oh man. For, oh, even when he was screaming at me, I would move heaven and earth for him. Absolutely. So screw as, you, Diane Downs. You're the you worst. Should. Exactly. Um, my next quote relates to the defense's argument about unconscious transference, which means that a subject places one event that has happened within the same time frame of another event, even though they may not have taken place at the same time. So basically the defense was trying to argue that human memory is often flawed and will fill in missing pieces with its own details. So the quote to go along with that is, 
quote, sane humans may and often do mix up memories of factual events in their minds, fabricate and become confused. But they do not mix up dreams and reality, fantasy and fact, not unless they do it deliberately, end quote. Mm-hmm. So basically they're saying, yeah, two events could happen, not at the same time, but your mind can piece them together. But there was no shaggy hair man on the road at, on a different day that this all happened. Like, how do you justify that saying that that was a different memory from a different time? And that's why she connected them all together. It's all fabricated. So it's, yeah, that like, argument it's is all fabricated. It doesn't work. It's void. <laughs> right. And I like what they said about how human memory, whatever is like fuzzy, basically yes. it's why eyewitness testimony isn't always mm-hmm. reliable. Like, because yeah. People may think that it's a six foot tall guy and then the next guy will be like, oh yeah, it's five, seven, you know, or whatever, Absolutely. light yeah. brown hair versus brown hair, right? Like it's yeah, totally different perspectives and how your brain puts it together, your memories, it, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily always solid. Yes, exactly. It's not like a tape recorder where, you know, it's going to play in your mind exactly how it happened. You're going to perceive things differently or... Um, you know, your emotions can play a part in it too. Like, you know, you see a scary guy. Well, maybe like when you retell the story, like you describe him as bigger than what he was or like scarier than he was or creepier, you know, just that's emotions kind of taking over. So it's absolutely true that your memory is not, it's not always solid. Like there's going to be some inaccuracies for sure. But the entire Mm -hmm. story that was made up, that's just, it's just false and obviously a lie. Totally. Love mm-hmm. that. Yes. Um, so this one is an added question because mm-hmm. of the situation. But what is your most hated Diane Downs quote? Oh, man. There's so many quotes to choose from. Like, it was actually really difficult to limit myself to only a couple this- because <laughs> the shit this woman says. Like, we've said so many times. <laughs> but seriously, the things that come out of her mouth, it's unreal. Um, so, yeah, obviously, I couldn't pick just one. But this is what I have. Quote, everyone says, you sure were lucky. Well, I don't feel very lucky. I couldn't tie my damn shoes for about two months. It was very painful. It is still very painful. The scar is going to be there forever. I'm going to have to remember that night for the rest of my life, whether I want to or not. I don't think I was very lucky. I think my kids were lucky. If I had been shot the same way they were, we would have all died. End quote. And oh my god, <laughs> I hate her so much. It oh, just I hate her so much. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You weren't lucky because you couldn't tie your shoes, but your kids were lucky, even though one of them died. One of them actually died as well, but was brought back to life. But had a stroke, had speech impairment, had a had stroke, freaking uh. unbelievable trauma. The other one was paralyzed, but. You couldn't tie your shoes, so you were the unlucky one here. Yeah, I feel so bad for you. Oh, and you have a scar. A scar that's going to remind you about that day? Well, no shit, you're going to remember that day for the rest of your life. Your fucking kids were attacked, and one was murdered. (laughs) But a scar on your body, that's the only thing you care about because it affected you physically? Oh, my God. Yeah. And if you didn't want the scar, maybe you shouldn't have shot yourself in the arm. <laughs> exactly. Boom. Ugh. Ugh. Hate okay. it. <laughs> so that was my first one. Um, my second one, when detectives asked, do you feel guilty about what you did, Diane? She responds, quote, no, because I didn't do anything wrong and I wouldn't change it if I could. My kids and I always took the back roads, end quote. And this... <laughs> pisses me off because (laughs) I mean not that I probably have to explain but in all of the other true crime cases that we talk about or that I listen to you know it'll be like somebody's child like will be murdered and you always hear the parents talk about like I wish there was something I could do if there was anything I could have done you know even if they were in a different country at the time they still would have been like but if I just did this it could have had a different outcome All she had to do if her story was true was just take a different road. So it would Mm -hmm. be easy for her to be like, if I just didn't turn down that back road, 
this wouldn't have happened. But she still says yeah. that she would not change anything. God, I hate her so much. <laughs> <sighs> yep. Me too. Okay. Last one. Um, short and concise, but when explaining why she got pregnant with her fourth child, she was saying how much she missed her kids. And even though they're not replaceable, quote, children are so easy to conceive, end quote. Just fuck you, Diane. Fuck you. <laughs> I hate her so much, man. And because she- no, bitch, they aren't always that easy to conceive. No. And you're a terrible human. Exactly. There's knowing so many people that have struggled with that. It just, it just kills me. And she's just like, oh, they're just so easy to conceive. Like, it's not a big deal. I'll just, I'll just have another. Yeah. Mm. Um, it brings out the mama bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Not okay. No. No. Yeah. So those are my most hated Diane Downs quotes, even though I'm sure I could have picked I- some more but I'd love to hear what you have (laughs) I'm surprised I totally thought we were gonna have the same quote so I just chose one okay it it enrages me yeah and yeah I think I I might those ones enrage me too totally I think I might know which one you chose but we'll see okay Okay, sure yeah (laughs) um if I had shot my own children I would have done a good job of it I would have waited till they died and cried crocodile tears, end quote. Yep, I knew, I knew it. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick that one. And I was like, I'll leave that for Michelle because, yeah, yeah. Ooh, man. Ooh. Like, if I would have shot my kids, I would have done, done, done it. I would have done it better. Yeah. Obviously. Fuck you. <laughs> obviously, I would have murdered my children better. Duh. Like, oh my Mm, those words should never come out of somebody's mouth. Definitely not. And the fact that she was like, I would have waited till they died mm-hmm. just tells me that she's like, damn it, I should have just waited. Well, exactly. That's why she, if was... she waited. They never would have had Christie's testimony. Yeah. There's so many things. I think she, yeah, I think what happened, like she shot them. Obviously, she did not make the best shots, clearly, but. I think she realized that like, shit, I can't just keep shooting or else like my story is not going to line up with what the wounds look like. Mm -hmm. So then she was driving slow to get to the hospital, but obviously she can't just stop and wait or else her timeline is going to be completely messed up. So yeah, basically she's, she, now she's trying to use it in her defense that I would have done a better job, but really she just, yeah, just didn't do a good job in the first place. Not a good job. You know what I'm trying to say? No. I, I know what you're trying to say. She's just a terrible human all around, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's one of the most, I think, infamous Diane Down quotes for a reason. Yeah. 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 Gets me fired up. <laughs> oh yeah. They all do. Anytime she opens her mouth, I'm like ready to fight. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to the book. <laughs> so, okay. So then we like, you know, can calm down a little bit. Uh, well, I guess you know, this question yeah. doesn't really help. What were you feeling when you read this book? <laughs> I will let you guess. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say rage. <laughs> rage. So much rage. Um, there was some shock in there. Some disbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, sadness for those sweet babies um, and overwhelm, just straight up overwhelmed during Christie's testimony. I'm mm-hmm. not even gonna lie. I cried when I read it because I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Um, but also if there was a feeling of your eyes rolling, like not oh. just like exasperation, but if the actual feeling of your eyes rolling was a thing, mm-hmm. I felt that a lot. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Anytime again, she opened her mouth. There was a quote from her. It's just like, you just feel the, your eyes hitting the back of your head. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't think there's a word to describe that, but man. If there is, let us know, because that would be a great word to have in your vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. No, um, we should create one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so pretty much same thing. Rage, man. Just so much rage. 
Um, but yeah, during the trial, that definitely changed when the focus shifted from Diane to Christy. My heart was so mm-hmm. heavy. I felt so bad for that little girl. Mm-hmm. She endured so much at such a young age, and I was truly in awe of her bravery. So right. strong, man. That so little strong. girl. Yeah. So strong. Yeah. Other than that, rage. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Um. What were your favorite pictures in the book? Did you have any favorite pictures? Well, it was really tough because most of the pictures were of Diane's ugly mug. So it was hard to choose. But I guess I would have to say the picture of her being arrested after her escape since it was the final time she was being put away for good in that, well, hopefully, knock on wood, um, put away in a maximum security prison where she belongs. So I guess if I had to choose one, that would be my favorite picture. Totally. I said the pictures of Christy, Cheryl, and Danny without their mom in them. Yes. Yeah. They're just such pure and innocent, sweet little babes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, any picture that has Diane's face and it makes me want to punch her. So yeah, yeah, I I just went with the babies. (laughs) I was going to go with that. And then I would look at little like Danny Downs and I'm like, my heart hurts too much. I can't look at it. I can't look at it. So yeah. It's Cheryl's face. Cheryl's Uh little face. Just like, oh, so precious. I just want to like take that little girl and hug her. I know. Right? Yeah. (laughs) That's all I want to do. Ugh. Ow. (laughs) It hurts. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Mm. Uh, What did you think about the book's length? Would you have added to it or shortened it? I think it was as long as it needed to be. Um, sometimes I find afterwards and epilogues too much or whatever, but in this case they were needed because mm-hmm. um, considering she broke out of prison after the book was initially published, those added to her story. So Right. That's very important information to include for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I said, well, my answer, just, it's dumb now because I said it was the shortest book we've ever read so far. (laughs) Although that was fine by me because we had just come off Helter Skelter, obviously. And that was the longest book we've ever read. Um, But my audiobook, it was only three hours long. And I'm like, how is this the full book? But there was a beginning, middle and end. And it had all of the details it sounded like. So I, I thought it was appropriate because I'm like, well, I don't know what else you would add to it. But yeah, no, there was apparently more to be added to it. I just didn't know. <laughs> Which was, it was weird. Cause when you said it was only three years long, I'm like, holy shit, how fast is Anne Rule reading? Cause yeah. I'm flipping through my book. I'm like, she's like Buster Rhymes. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. Anne Rule, the notorious white rapper. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> That's like the other side of Anne Rule, man. She's gangsta. It's all good. She's gangsta. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if I would have really thought about it. I mean, I did think it was weird that the length of that sh- was that short, but again, why would I think they were any different? <laughs> right? Who knew? So weird. It's so weird. I'm going to check from now on, I promise. Um, if you could hear the story from someone else's perspective, who would you want to hear? Uh, although it would be absolutely heartbreaking, I would like to hear the story from Christy's perspective. Life before the shooting, mm-hmm. what really happened that night, what the recovery was like, the trial, and what was what life was like after that, and how it still affects her today. Like That would be an incredible firsthand survivor story, and we love mm-hmm. a survivor story. Uh, but yeah, it would be a, do. a tough one to get through for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said... I struggled with this one a bit because mm-hmm. Anwell did such an excellent job of showing the perspectives of so many people like Fred Hughie. Like lots mm-hmm. of times I'd be like, I want to hear his side. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm the same. I'd want to hear from the kids as grownups. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know their view. Like, like you said, life before life after recovery, like PTSD, long-term effects, man. I want like, yeah. It was like reading Dennis Rader's daughter's book, Carrie Rawson's book. Yeah, exactly. Like hearing her perspective of what her life was like before mm-hmm. and then the trauma and then afterwards was so interesting. Yeah. And, and that would what just they be have overcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would be just amazing. be amplified in this version because she was the actual target of the attack. Obviously, what Carrie Rawson went through was horrifying, but for a 
a parent to attack a child like that and then having to live through that and recover from that, like that's just a whole nother ballpark. Exactly. And to testify against your mom. Yes. Right? Like that's not easy. Absolutely. Yeah. But I would definitely want to hear from both the kids, like from Danny and Christy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Ooh, this is a good one. What song or songs does this book make you think of? (laughs) Well, um, Naturally Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran. Of course. Of course. Thank Thank you, Diane Downs, for ruining a good jam. It's like you're reading what I wrote because word for word, what you just said is typed out on my screen. <laughs> like, thanks for ruining a good fucking song. <laughs> like, and yeah, I didn't even have that written down. It's just, that's how I feel. Oh yeah. Um, the Kids Aren't All Right by The Offspring. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're So Vain by Carly Simon. Nice. <laughs> um, this These next two are, would be for Christy and Danny. Mm-hmm. Fighter by Christina Aguilera mm-hmm. and Brave by Sarah Bareilles. Both amazing songs because they're yeah. fighters and they're so brave. Absolutely. And uh, my last one is All That She Wants by Ace of Bass. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you know the song? Yep, I do. <laughs> All That She Wants is Another Baby. Yeah. <laughs> that is so suiting. <laughs> It came on the radio and I was like, I was driving it to my farm and I was like, Diane Downs. (laughs) It's perfect. Good find. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. I want to know yours. Yes. Like I said, Hungry Like the Wolf obviously has to be on there. Number one. Uh, I have Devil Woman by Cliff Richard. uh, Because naturally she's a good one. She's a devil woman, which... uh, it's kind of funny. Wiley's, um, you know, nickname for me is Devil Woman, which, you know, usually people are like, have pet names like Babe or Sweetie and Wiley calls me Devil Woman because <laughs> that's just our relationship. <laughs> so that it kind of makes me sad. Yeah, it's perfect. That Devil Woman is Diane Downs and it's, yeah, also my name, but you know, it's suiting for Diane. I'm not, I'm not like her. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, not at all. Nope. Uh, Cold as Ice by Foreigner. Ooh, also another good one. I know. I really like that one. Oh, it's perfect. Um, you Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Especially all the talk about you're a loaded gun and mm-hmm. shot through the heart Ooh, and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's it's actually very suiting if you well, read the lyrics. Yeah. Well done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Your Time is Gonna Come by Led Zeppelin. No, she's a shitty person and her time's going to come and she's locked Mm -hmm. away. So it's all good. Uh, My last two, I don't think a lot of people will (laughs) know them, but they're both green days. So of course (laughs) I had to have them. So, okay. There's You Lied, which is a great song. It's like so suiting. If you read the lyrics, it's amazing. It's like, it's just Diane. It's like, you got a problem. You just can't hide compulsive habits that never seem to die. And it's just like, oh. you lied. Like <laughs> everything you say is a lie and it's perfect. And then my last one is I want to be on TV, which is also a Green Day song. They're both from the yes. album Shenanigans, which is a very underrated album. It's amazing. It slaps. I feel like more people should know about it. But those two songs from that album are just like, Mwah. they're Diane Downs. She lies, but she wants to be on TV. <laughs> perfection. Yes. Absolute perfection. Yeah. I totally had a feeling that you were going to throw some Green Day in there because I was like, I feel like there's some that are going to be applicable here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm going to leave that up to you to find them. Right. Yes. And yeah, it's, it's a good rage album, just like Nimrod, just like what we talked about mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the Raider case, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm a Green Day fan. <laughs> Same level. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. You want some good punk rock? There's some pretty good albums there that have yes. some good rage songs. Totally. Yeah. Um, what questions do you still have? Okay. What happened the night 
that is engraved into the unicorn statue. Like we know that the theory is that that was the night that she originally planned to murder her children, but what prevented it from actually happening on that day? And why did she get the date engraved before the deed was done? And finally, why did she bring up the unicorn statue to detectives without any prompting? Like, I just really don't understand her logic behind this entire this entire unicorn situation um Mm -hmm. and yeah other than like i i get that she you know the theory is that she wanted to be able to put the memory of her children up on a shelf once they were dead and gone but i just don't Mm -hmm. understand why that had to be done all ahead of time and i don't know if you can add to the unicorn statue thing because maybe you read more details about it but i just think it's such a weird aspect to the case it was such a weird aspect of the case that i didn't even really include it in our case details yeah because there was no final answers to it so yes for those of you that have listened to part one and two um diana downs had purchased a gold unicorn statue and had given it to her kids she said but it had their names engraved on it and the date and she had said that it was because they were the three musketeers or the four musketeers, mm-hmm. you know, four musketeers, whatever she called themselves. And, you know, it was the start to their new life and blah, blah, blah. But she made a big deal about it to the police. Like, mm-hmm. sorry, my mic's falling. <laughs> hey. um, talking with my hands too much. <laughs> That'll happen. I do it too. And so like police then took the unicorn into evidence they brought it to the trial, but there was no, there was no good, really confusion. final answers about it. So I, I did leave it out of, okay. Because it just, it kind of muddles things up. Absolutely. It's significant, it, but it's not significant. So yeah. I don't know. I felt the same Unless way I, about it. Like it just never really made sense to me. So yeah, again, hmm. it's just a really weird aspect to the case that I don't understand. So I, really want to know the thought process behind all of that. Yeah. And then she made some comment later and I can't remember what exactly she said, but it was something about how Cheryl was with the unicorns and blah, 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 like something really like off the wall. And you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, and another time, no sense. She was with detectives and she's like, oh, if I just, if I didn't buy that unicorn, like nobody yeah. knew about it. Nobody but, brought it up. And what would that change? Like, it just does not make sense to me. It's so strange. No, no. And actually on the original cover of the book, um, Anne Rule had put a picture of a unicorn, like of the gold unicorn with oh. a splash of blood behind it. That was what the cover of the book was. Oh, gotcha. And Diane Downs was pissed, oh. pissed that yeah. this unicorn was on the f- cover of Small Sacrifices. She was pissed about the book anyways, but she mm-hmm. was more pissed about the fact that the unicorn was on the front. Wow. I didn't know that. That's, that's a great detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? Those are my questions. Those are like, yeah, yeah. everything else. Yeah. It's like, I understand. I mean, like Diane's logic doesn't make sense about anything, but at least like I can grasp it. But mm-hmm. that again, was just a very open-ended, like there was no conclusion to it. Um, so yeah, that's the questions no, that I have. So strange. Um, I think that investigators just believed that she had gotten it done basically as a, a memorial to her kids, like yes. you said, but I think it was more to signify that it was premeditated than anything. Right, exactly. But why would she do that? Why would she have something that proves that what she did was premeditated? Like she put the date on it before She's it was done idiot. when the date has zero significance to anything else in their lives. So it's like, where did you get that date from? Yeah. What makes that date so special to you? Is It's insane. Anyways. I know. know. What questions do you still have? So my biggest question that I had, besides like, what the fuck with the unicorn? (laughs) Because who knows? Uh, Yeah. um, Was, did her dad actually assault her? I've been on the fence about this through the whole case. And I doubt we'll ever know the truth Mm -hmm. because he denies it, Mm -hmm. which if you're a child abuser, like you're going to deny it. But Child sexual assault generally doesn't just stop after a year. No, absolutely. I'm just going to say, right? story, 
if you hear something weird on our audio, apparently I'm getting a thunderstorm outside that just came out of nowhere. So <laughs> I apologize oh, if good. you hear anything weird, it's from the outdoors. Um, anyways, please continue. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was my, mm -hmm. my biggest question because I just, something about it makes me not believe her. Yes. And like the fight that her and her dad and her mom got into the night before she was arrested was about that because she mm -hmm. like said to her mom, he assaulted me. And she's like, yeah, no, he didn't. Right. <laughs> it's so but again, hard to say because it's so hard to say because it happens more frequently than it should. And it is really hard for people to come forward to be like, this happened to me. But then at the same time, mm -hmm. so obviously you don't want to discredit those people that finally are like, this happened, like we need to acknowledge it. But then we see people like Shelly Notek, who did the same thing, and she made right. up all those lies mm -hmm. about her abuse, which was basically mm -hmm. proven that it was all made up. So then I really compare mm -hmm. Shelly Notek and Diane Downs a lot. And so I do, I, do too, I, yeah. I see such similarities between them that it makes me question, yeah, how factual Diane Downs's stories were of her growing up and her abuse. So it's really hard to say. Yeah. And it's like, Diane has at least one sister. I can't remember how many sisters, but she has at least one sister. So it would be interesting mm -hmm. to talk to her and be like, did this ever happen to you? Because if it happened to you, then it probably happened to Diane. Right. But Going off of Diane's word alone, I don't. It's really I hard to believe her after all of the believe her she has said. So, which if she's actually a victim of abuse, that's horrible. You feel awful for the yeah. younger versions of these people. You know when they were children and when they were innocent. But obviously, mm -hmm. current Diane Downs, bad Diane Downs. Like we don't give a shit about her. But if it is true, obviously yeah. we need to feel sympathy for the young version of Diane. Totally. Exactly. Yes. But I don't know, but I, she's I have a hard time. A narcissist and narcissists yeah. have to make it about themselves. Right. So mm -hmm. I don't know if I was her parents and say that hadn't happened. And she was now accusing yeah. me of that happening and she's living in my house and she's under suspicion for killing my grandkids. I might be kicking her out of my house too. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is, kind of off topic, but not really, because I just thought about her parents. So I've seen more recent interviews with Diane, and it's basically like her parole hearings and that kind of stuff. The only time mm -hmm. I've ever seen Diane cry was talking about her parents in these parole hearings, about her wanting to like get out of prison so she can be with her parents, but like be protected from the publicity and like the media and everything like that. But like she was actually crying about her parents, which is so funny because the entire argument behind like Diane's personality and her demeanor and stuff is that she laughs in uncomfortable situations, but there's video of her mm -hmm. like crying when she talks about her parents. So I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's kind of connected, it's, it's but it's not, yeah. but yeah, it's, I don't know, just something to think about. <laughs> yeah. Very definitely weird. have yeah we definitely have questions about the the family history for sure yes definitely definitely um what did you google while reading the book oh you know all the things diane mm -hmm. related yeah where are diane's kids today like the son of sam law i need to just look that up yes. um diane downs interviews robert knickerbocker but the best <laughs> Because I love my, I love that you can go back and look what you googled, right? Mm -hmm. um, amidst all of the case-related things, mm -hmm. I googled, "How many toes does a gopher have?" So. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and how many toes do gophers have? There was some debate between okay. me and my kids. There's five on each foot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. You're always yeah, bound to get, so you've got that in your brain bank. Yes. You're always bound <laughs> to get a little bit of like animal facts with us, you know, either from just the veterinary world, sometimes we'll sprinkle in there or just random ass facts that you didn't know you needed. And I love it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Who knew you needed to know these things? You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> 
Um, I Googled all the things, all the interviews. Like I'm pretty sure I watched every Diane Downs interview that is available on the internet. Um, my favorite, as we already discussed in part two of our case episodes was the Oprah interview in 1988, um, where Anne Rule was there as a guest and Diane Downs on a video call, which was amazing, but we have talked about it extensively already, so I won't get back into it. Uh, mm. But that was great. I also watched My Mother Sins, a 2020 documentary, um, at least what was available on YouTube. I'm pretty sure the ending was cut off, so I probably missed some of it, but uh, yeah, you can find that. And I also Googled the actual area of the shooting to know what the scenery looked like because for some reason I have a very specific scene in my head of like where this all happened and what it looked like and I have no idea where it came from I just created this image and it doesn't I looked up the area I tried to find the roads and the rivers they don't look like what's in my mind I don't know where I came up with this image but uh, yeah I always like to try to place things and mm -hmm. have the most like accurate totally. information and scenery but yeah I don't know I have a very very specific scene in my head and I don't think like I've ever really like I've never watched a reenactment of anything happening so I don't know don't know where I, I fabricated this from actually, I kind of actually created a scene in my head too and it was very different from what it actually is but mm -hmm. I still can't get that same even road and that river yeah in my head out of like that's what I feel like it should be but it's not so that's, yeah it's weird that we both did that 100% and even like now knowing what kind of the area looks like the original scene is still in my head so yeah it's crazy um if you had the chance to ask the author one question what would it be I would ask Anne Rule what were the main differences that you noticed between the psychology of a female killer versus a male killer and in your opinion, does Diane have the typical characteristics of female killers or is she kind of a breed all of her own? Ooh, good question. Mm -hmm. It's just obviously male killers are much more prevalent. We see them a lot more often. Anne Rule has written about them a lot more mm -hmm. often. Um, so I just feel like her opinion and perspective on that would be really interesting to see what she saw differently that's that's so interesting yeah i like it mm -hmm. um i don't think i could ask and rule just one question well yeah i, I think two in like, there. <laughs> yeah i think we need to go for some bevies and oh. we'll just like chat all night that would be ideal but yeah. um in regards to the case i would really want to ask her what it was like sitting in the courtroom watching diane mm. listening to christy's testimony Oh my God. I can't imagine. Because I think that, I don't think that you could actually put into words how that would have made you feel, mm -hmm. but yeah. It would be interesting to hear her try though, <laughs> to explain yeah. that feeling like, oh my God. Totally. Right. Like yeah. if anybody could, it would be Diane or it would be Anne Rule. Sorry. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Great question. Would you read more books from this author? <laughs> why or why not? <laughs> um absolutely because she's a true crime goddess mm -hmm. yes I said of course I would I would read Anne Rule's grocery list that she scribbled on a napkin let's be real <laughs> <laughs> truth yes so much truth pretty much anything um, she does yeah. I'll I'll pick up it's yeah she's great yeah what would you rate this book so I said I said 7.5 out of 10 but keep in mind, this is the audiobook that apparently had a lot of missing information. I think if I read the full book, it would have been higher up there. But yeah, that's what I went with. What would you rate this book? Yeah. Um, I said eight and a half out of 10. So I was like, yeah, um, one above you because mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, there is more details definitely in the book. Not quite a nine because I don't know, I saved those for the real special ones, but right. yep. eight and a half for sure. Perfect. Sounds good. Would you recommend this book to others? Um, definitely, but it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. Child murder and whatnot, it's not for everybody, but I would definitely recommend it if you wanted to hear the story. Yeah, I basically said the same thing. It is a good true crime book. It isn't too long, <laughs> kind of, um, but it's not as 
you know, intense of a long read, like Helter Skelter or something like that. Um, but yes, as long as you can mm -hmm. stomach the content, because obviously a lot of people can handle the child murder cases, which is totally understandable. Just like what you said. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We get mm -hmm. it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We understand. Mm -hmm. We are happy to be done with the child murder case now. So. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So I actually got to have a little chat with somebody who is currently reading the book. Her name is the bookish bitch on Instagram, which Ooh. your name is fantastic. I love that. Um, isn't it great? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's, yeah, she's currently reading it. She wasn't quite done it, but we were able to have a, a good back and forth chat about it. And she said, um, she was honestly surprised about the sheer volume of information about Diane's life that was discovered and woven into the case in some way. And she said that it was really well done. It somehow keeps you totally engaged while reading about the most mundane parts of her life. And then all of a sudden something huge gets revealed without you having any idea that it's coming. Hmm. And I cannot agree more. Like, Anne Rule did a fabulous job of weaving Diane's life into the case details. And she truly gives you such a detailed description of her and her terrible life choices, mm -hmm. but also showing Diane meaning, maintaining her innocence and the challenges that the investigators went through. But the lady knows where to drop a twist in a story. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Love that. I always appreciate mm -hmm. their feedback and other people's thoughts on the book because I feel like our brains are, we're pretty similar. So a lot of times we agree about everything. Um, yeah. So it's always nice to have, you know, a third or fourth party mm -hmm. to come in to let us know how they feel as well. Totally. And yeah, thank you, the bookish bitch for chatting with me. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. And I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's pretty much all the questions that we had. Yeah, I think so. So that's it. That's the end of Diane Downs. Wow. It just kind of feels weird. We're done. Moving on. I know. On to the next one. Yeah. On to the next thing. So yeah, just make sure you let us know what you think about the episode. If you have any comments about the book or about Diane Downs or what a piece of shit she is, let us know. We want to know. Mm -hmm. um, you can email us at murdermerlot at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at Murder and Merlot Podcast, Facebook at Murder and Merlot Podcast, and Twitter at Murder and Merlot One. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. We would love if you subscribed. And if you don't, you're dead to me. Awesome. And yeah, just remember, we are in the middle of reading our next book, which mm -hmm. I'm so excited about, mm -hmm. Midnight in Chernobyl by Adam Higginbotham. Yes. And I cannot wait for Tara to start teaching us physics. Oh, God. Just saying. <laughs> just buckle up. Get ready for science class. <laughs> We're going. Yeah. I'll make it's... it fun, though. I'll be the fun teacher. I'll be, you know, magic school bus. <laughs> Miss Frizzle or whatever her name is. <laughs> Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. I can tell you though, the um the crazy dreams that I've been having because I read it before bed Ooh. about like nuclear fallout and radiation yeah. poisoning and just so many like weird weird dreams yeah and yeah not, it's not only dreams but it it yeah. kind of makes you want to be like those preppers like end of world like maybe this is like this could happen <laughs> like shit could go down and i want to be prepared 100 yeah <laughs> i'm gonna build a bunker yeah like bye. yeah so <laughs> If, um, yeah, I start yeah. talking like a yeah. end of world prepper. I mean, I've had those thoughts before, so it wouldn't be that far out, but just know that it's directly related to this book that we're reading. <laughs> 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, before we go, I have a oh. quick story to tell you guys, oh. because I don't think I've even told you this yet, Tara. Oh my gosh. But, um, do you remember way back when we talked about like what your irrational fear is yeah and, like everybody was telling us birds yeah yes um i got attacked by a bird oh no oh no yeah i legit i almost died <laughs> <laughs> so at the pet department 
<laughs> in our home hardware. Yeah. My kids always want to go and see the critters. So I'm like standing there between the bearded dragon and the little tortoise. And all of a sudden, there's a fucking cockatiel <laughs> in my hair, <laughs> flapping in my hair. And I'm like, oh, that's I don't even know what I did. But like, I like tucked and rolled my head into my arms and that's what I remember doing and then somehow the bird wound up on the floor so I don't know if I threw it oh I don't know if I screamed <laughs> I don't know I don't know my don't kids know. are looking at me like holy shit what just happened to mom yes this, oh my this God. young girl comes out of like the back room and she's like oh are you okay and I'm like I'm not okay I just had a heart attack are you kidding me oh I'm okay <laughs> I felt like there's been a bird in my hair for a week since. Yeah. Like, it's not even okay. I'm sure you had that, like, uneasy feeling yeah. for, like, hours after that. Totally. Totally. She mm -hmm. then, like, picked up the bird and removed it. And I'm like, well, that's the last time I visit the pet department for a while. No kidding. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to die. Like, <laughs> especially because your fear is, like, mostly, like, specifically to birds inside. So then the fact that it happened and then inside flapping at my face and flapping at your face. So that is like your legitimate fear coming yeah. through and you experienced that. Yeah. So I'm so sorry that yeah. happened to you. <laughs> but I figured it would be an entertaining story to end after talking about diet down. Uh, yeah, so. that is true. You know, sometimes bad things happen, but podcast content. That's what we're here for. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, this will, this will sound really good on the show. Yes. I'm like breathing into a paper bag. Hyperventilating. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, you survived yeah. the attack. So I'm, I'm happy. I did. Still with I us. Did. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I'm also really happy. I didn't pee my pants. Cause that was also a real possibility. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. And uh, I'm happy to report I haven't yeah. been attacked by any monkeys. Just just throwing that out there since we're on our irrational fears. So I'm so happy to hear yeah, that. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to update everybody and make sure everybody knows that yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Wondering. Yeah, because <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> oh, That's fantastic. Great. Love it. All right. Well, guys. Remember to drink wine because it's not good to keep things bottled up. Bye.